And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skin Care. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you properly feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Barn Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll from some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll. Only night of the week, we have a $5 cover charge. Always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot of bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah, it goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. 
Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their, their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chickens, peaceful at the surface and peaceful at the core. All the joy within my heart would be so free to soar. And we're living on a living planet, circling a living star. I don't know where we're going, but I know we're going far. We can change the universe by being who we are. And we're living on a living planet, circling a living star. And if all the world knew justice now, and forevermore, justice at the surface, and justice at the core, all the joy within my heart would be so free to soar. And we're living on a living planet, circling a living star. I don't know where we're going, but I know we're going far. We can change the universe by being who we are and we're living on a living planet circling a living star 
And if all the world knew freedom now and forevermore, freedom at the surface and freedom at the core, all the joy within my heart would be so free to soar. And we're living on a living planet, circling a living star. I don't know where we're going, but I know we're going far. We can change the universe by being who we are, and we're living on a
again. Thank you for tuning in to Women's Magazine here at MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Global Val. Happy Friday. It is February 2nd, 2018, and spring has sprung here in San Francisco. It seems like today is actually hot. Um, I had to actually take off a couple layers just to get comfortable because it's like really warm here today. Um, so, of course, there's a there's the the, the, the good and the bad about that. Um, the good thing is that, you know, who, who doesn't like a little California sunshine and go out and get your vitamin D, but also we haven't had very much rain this year. Uh, we had a ton of rain last year from like it rained from October through January. It was kind of a wild, wet winter more so than I had ever experienced here, uh, being a lifelong San Franciscan. But, um, this year back to dry, haven't, haven't had too much rain. So, you know, we need some balance. And uh, that's what we're striving for here on Women's Magazine. A little balance in these topsy-turvy times. That was some music you were listening to by Emma's Revolution. Uh, They are a duo who um, does a lot of work with Code Pink. And definitely check out what Code Pink is up to. They launched a campaign a couple months back to try to divest from the war machine. So check out CodePink.org and um, see how you can tap into some of the actions that they are taking to try to create a more peaceful and less violent world. That's pretty much what most of us want, I think. If you're listening to the show, I'm assuming that that's what you want. You know, they actually have a song, I'll play it a little bit later, called The Choir. Uh, They wrote the song about, um, you know, people always say, well, I know I'm just preaching to the choir, but they wrote the song for the choir saying, you know, we got to pump each other up and get excited about things. So, you know, that's what we're about here, too, at Mutiny Radio. We are a community radio station based internet streaming around the planet on mutinyradio.fm listeners around the world. And uh, I want you to know that we really appreciate you tuning in to listen and glad that we can be here and be a platform for free speech, uh, for creative expression, uh, for local and national and international events, current events, politics, happenings, and, um, Hopefully, a lot of good stuff spread thick on top of all this mess. And uh, yeah, that's where we're going. So I want to remind everybody, because it is springtime, a couple of interesting things uh, to note. One is that we have here at Mutiny Radio in the spring, in March, the really amazing week of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's been going about three or four years now, and uh, this year it's sponsored by Spark, um, who uh, is really happy to support what we do here. It's organized entirely by Pam Benjamin, who's our station director here, and also uh, the host of Pam Tastic's Comedy Clubhouse, which is the most popular show, uh, according to the number of downloads every month. So here at the station, uh, we, uh, she's assembled a large crew and set up a schedule of some really amazing, uh, very funny comedians, um, both local and national people who are on the national circuit, and uh, a lot of folks who who started here in San Francisco. And you know, Mutiny Radio, in addition to Pam Tastic Comedy Clubhouse, which is a a featured type of showcase. Every Friday evening from 6 to 8 is the comedy open mic. 
And there's a lot of folks who really just start out here for the first time and come and, and try their stuff and totally bomb or they do really well. Or in their, but they get a lot of um, good feedback from the community here. And a lot of folks are really progressing and getting really good and getting booked for bigger shows. So Mutiny Radio is a... I guess I'll say a breeding ground, um, even though that makes me think of mosquitoes. Um, but it's it's definitely a, a place where your creativity can grow. Um, and uh, I invite you down to join us here on Friday afternoons. The next show that, that I'll be hosting here is the Common Thread Collective, which starts at 3 o'clock. And that is a community open mic. So... If you play music or write poetry or you have some sort of project you're working on or a cause, you are welcome to come down and join us in conversation and uh, and uh, share, share your offerings. And um, trust me, we're a very kind audience. <laughs> so don't be shy. Actually, I, uh, I remember... I got started in Mutiny Radio because I'm a poet, and I met Diamond Dave Whitaker at a poetry reading in The Hate, and he invited me down to come be a part of this show that he's been doing for like a decade, back when this was Pirate Cat Radio, Um, and uh, I would come down, and the first couple times I came down, I had total tunnel vision. I would, you know, pick something out of my notebook that I was going to read. I didn't even know if it was poetry, and, um, you know, I'd sit down, read my thing, and then and then dash away. Um, but obviously, I uh, got a little more comfortable with that. And I've been a DJ here since 2011. Um, so you never know what's going to happen uh, when you follow your creative uh, path. And um, I found that there are a lot of really amazing people who are supportive and encouraging and definitely inspiring. And that's what Women's Magazine is all about here at Mutiny Radio. I'm Global Val. I'm going to put on some more music for you. Be back in a couple minutes. Talk about some exciting upcoming events here in the Bay. And we're going to have a good time today. Thanks for tuning in.
Thank you for tuning in to Women's Magazine here at MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Global Valet Barra, and really, really happy to be here on this beautiful Friday afternoon. And, um, you know, every every other month, every even-numbered month in the Mission District, there's a special event that happens on a, the first Saturday of every even-numbered month, and that is the Mission Arts and Performance Project that is called MAPP, M-A-P-P, sf.com is where you can get more information about it but it is a community-led night of performance and poetry and music and art all throughout the mission district and it's been going for about 13 years and so it's completely grassroots community-driven event every all the events included are free there's various venues around uh you know if you came to the 24th street and mission bart station you'd be able to Presuming you're uh, able to uh, get around, you'd be able to get to all the venues happening um, uh, throughout the evening. So again, check out MAPSF, M-A-P-P-S-F.com. And every month, the MAP event has a theme. And this month's theme is called Everything Must Come to Light, Reclaiming Feminine Power in a Hyper-Masculine World. Let me read you their blurb about that. Transforming and liberating the sexual, physical, emotional, and spiritual self, it is time to let go of the thousands-year-old systems of oppression and to create networks of safety and support. In a community of artists, activists, and cultural workers, it is necessary for women and all gender-oppressed people to have the support to stand up against sexual harassment and abuse. To the strength of feminine energy, to the body which is sacred, to the Me Too movement, we dedicated, and we dedicate, this map. So again, all the events are free and open to the public. If you want to pick up directions to the venues, there is a paper program available at Artillery Gallery that is at 2751 Mission Street, and uh, right near 24th Street, and you can pick up that map paper map the uh saturday afternoon um yeah so swing by there's going to be events at the secret garden on harrison street also pathos on harrison is a really amazing venue uh on harrison right uh, between 23rd and 24th the san francisco mime troupe is doing a show at uh, 7 p.m and they're they've got a new space over on treat and then at the Pacific Felt Factory, there's going to be music and poetry. I'm actually going to be doing some of my poetry at the Pacific Felt Factory. That's over here on 20th Street uh, between Bryant and York. And so I'll, if you want to come out there, I'll be doing some poetry around 8 o'clock uh, at the Pacific Felt Factory. Artillery Gallery, uh, Red Poppy Art House, Alley Cat Books, the Mission Cultural Center for Latino Arts, Revolution Cafe, Adobe Books, and more. So, so many things uh, to access and um, experiences to enjoy. So I do uh, encourage you to check out the Mission Arts and Performance Project. To wit, I should probably read a poem right now. Why not? And maybe it'll be a poem I'll read tomorrow as I flip through my pages here. Flip, flip, flip. I'll read you my Women's March J20 poem. Normally hearts lead and we follow. 
mouths speak, but if the words are hollow, how far have we come? Instead, follow the drums, and soon we will be in sync. This isn't the poison Kool-Aid that we drink. We're here to share what we think. And what we see and know is not what we want, not the show we want to watch to destroy the threads of humanity. We move to build courage, coalition, and a new Congress, hosting the concepts of togetherness, beyond party politics, common good and sustainable economics, mixed ability, multi-generational community, and international solidarity. And it's only January. It's 2018, and feminism is backed by popular demand, where all people go hand in hand, door to door, house to the Senate floor, painting the roses red in the octopus's garden. Taking a cup, her mother beside her, missing a leg, a field, a landmine, a reason to beg, a reason to cower, a reason to fight. Again, some more music from Emma's Revolution. That was a song called Silence and Lies from their album Roots, Rock, and Revolution. And uh, here we are. Well, you know, the planet revolves and uh, we're always in motion. So I think uh, getting stuck is probably the worst thing we can do or assume that anything's uh, stable (laughs) is is probably um, a, a little bit of a fault of, um, of the, those of us who try to, you know, make things work all the time. So, um, 
again, you're listening to Women's Magazine, and it's a beautiful Friday in the Mission District. And, um, well, here in San Francisco is, well, it's always an interesting time going on in San Francisco. But right now, we are in the midst of a campaign season. After the, I heard somebody groan out there. <laughs> Ugh, campaign season. I know. San Francisco politics are always wacky and unpredictable. And, um, you know, you know, it's politics. So it's, it's circus-like. Um, but what's interesting right now, um, since Mayor Ed Lee suddenly died in December, and then London Breed, who is the president of the Board of Supervisors, according to the city charter, um, uh, immediately assumed the position of mayor. And she was working as she was holding two positions as mayor, president of the Board of Supervisors, and of course, supervisor of District 5. So I guess that kind of makes it five, three jobs rather. Um, so she was acting mayor. And then uh, after much debate and a lot of back and forth about a week ago at the Board of Supervisors meeting. Uh, I believe Supervisor Norman Yee put forward a resolution um, to try to vote on an interim mayor, which is, would be somebody who would only be mayor until the June election and somebody who is not also running for mayor. So uh, he put forward the name of Supervisor Mark Farrell, who's over there in District Two, uh, I think it's District Two, which is Pacific Heights in the Marina, um, and he grew up here too. He's a native San Franciscan, so is London Breed, so is Malia Cohen, uh, so is Sandra Lee Fewer. So we have a lot of, uh, you know, born and raised San Franciscans on on the supervisors right now, on the board. Um, but it was a highly controversial move because, like I said, according to the city charter, the president of the board is supposed to be the acting mayor. So she was essentially unseated. Um, so uh, it's it's a it's pretty controversial. Um, one because she was you know taken out of position, um, and also a lot of people are unhappy uh, with the fact that. London Breed, who is a, a woman who grew up here in the Western Edition in public housing, was unseated by Mark Farrell, who grew up in the in Pacific Heights and you know went to SI and it comes from the more privileged side of of things in San Francisco. So they said, um, so you're unseating an African American woman and you're putting in this rich white guy venture capitalist. You know, do with that what you will. Um, I'm trying to stand off uh, of making any sort of judgment there. Um, I went to SI too, but I was a scholarship kid. So, you know, it's an, it, San Francisco is an interesting place. So it, fast forward to just, you know, this week. So the mayor's race is full on, has, has just begun. And I went to the Noe Valley Democratic Club's mayoral forum just the other night, this week, in the town square in Noe Valley. And so we got to hear from five of the candidates, and four of them are women. So it, it's kind of an interesting time, because a woman has never actually been elected mayor in San Francisco before. Um, well, Diane Feinstein was the president of the Board of Supervisors when Mayor Moscone was shot um, by, Hart, by uh, Dan White in City Hall. So she assumed the position of mayor. Um, so she was appointed to mayor. And then uh, then we ha had London Breed, who was appointed to mayor 
that was sworn in after Ed Lee died. So we actually haven't had a woman just be straight out elected uh, mayor before. So it's it's rather interesting uh, now in this year, 2018, which is kind of the year of the woman to see all of these frontrunner candidates as women. Um, we had one, one male candidate is uh, State Senator Mark Leno, who used to be on the San Francisco Board of Supervisors. But other than that, we've got board, President, board, President of the Board, Blendon Breed. We have um, Jane Kim, who's also on the Board of Supervisors. And, uh, we all, and then throwing it back a little bit, we've got Angela Alioto, who used to be the President of the Board of Supervisors uh, several years ago, probably at least two or two and a half terms ago. Um, and then we have Amy Weiss, who ran on the one, two, three, replace Ed Lee platform back in 2015, totally grassroots. Um, she's been working uh, with directly with the homeless encampments ever since. And she is a very uh, sharp and organizational development professional. And um, so she's running again. And she actually, who knows, she might be the spoiler because what we have here in San Francisco is ranked choice voting. So you actually get to vote for three different people. Um, and then the lowest number of person who gets the lowest number of first choice votes is eliminated. And then anyone who voted for them for first choice, now it moves over to the second choice category. And then those get added to the other remaining candidates. And so it's this kind of instant runoff um, until somebody has the simple majority of first choice votes. So it's, it's, it's kind of complicated. It's still a little bit enigmatic for folks. Um, Nobody really knows what's going to happen, but uh, it was an interesting night to be out there and to hear from all these candidates who are running for mayor of San Francisco. It's a very interesting time. Um, I thought that Jane Kim was ex- exceptionally well-spoken. She was able to answer questions pointedly um, toward some of her policy. Um, I saw that London Breed also was kind of in that same vein, um, but I look forward to hearing a little bit more of the specifics. Uh, I think she's kind of speaking, um, perhaps she prepared to speak a, a bit more generally um, during this past presentation, but I, I look forward to actually hearing a, a few more of her actual plans and legislation that'll be coming up. And I did take notes, so I, I could reference the, some of what they said, but I haven't really organized my notes yet. So I'm just, I'm just giving an overview. Uh, Mark Leno, of course, was, uh, you know, ready to talk about his platform. And, uh, you know, he, he had a lot of positive response. Um, and then he got heckled at the end. Uh, so, you know, po- politicians are always controversial. Um, Angel Alioto, you know, her father was mayor in the 60s and the, during the Summer of Love. Um, so she's kind of back. She's in private practice as an attorney um, after having been on the Board of Supervisors, you know, probably about 10 years ago. And um, she's all fired up. So she's got an interesting approach. I think, um, you know, she what came across for me was her, you know, passion for San Francisco. Um, and then uh, Amy Weiss who is very well spoken and um, has, uh, you know, claims that she has models and platforms for how to help elevate uh, the folks who are displaced and living on our streets. So uh, some of the major themes that that we were 
that were being discussed and are going to be big ones throughout this election are homelessness, um, police brutality, and affordability. So that's what San Franciscans are up to right now. So stay tuned for, for more of that. I'll be giving more updates throughout this election season. There is an event happening. The United Democratic Club is having an event at the Corette Auditorium tomorrow. That's Saturday, February 3rd at 4 p.m. There are still some tickets available. It is free, but you do have to register online and uh, print out a ticket. Um, but they are, they are giving out... They are issuing extra tickets because they expect a lot of no-shows. So basically, even if you have a ticket, you may be turned away at the door if they hit capacity. The Coretta Auditorium is downstairs in the main uh, library near Civic Center Station. So, you know, this is a year to be involved. Pay attention. All right. I'm going to play a little more music for you. Be right back. And keep on moving forward. Keep on moving forward. Keep on moving forward. Never turning back. Never turning back. Gonna keep on moving proud. Keep on moving proudly. Keep on moving proudly. Never turning back. Never turning back. Across our borders 
Thank you for tuning in and turning on MutinyRadio.fm today. I'm Global Val here. It's Women's Magazine. And of course, I do want to encourage you. I am a contributing producer to Women's Magazine on KPFA 94.1 FM, Berkeley. Um, and I promise I'm going to do some more editing and actually polish up a nice one of these shows and send it over there soon. If I, you know, It's a busy lifestyle. Um, I know you know that if you're listening to this show. There's so many things that you can do, want to do, have to do. And, uh, well, we've got to carve out some time and space to make it all happen. But um, definitely tune into Women's Magazine. Kate Raphael is their executive producer over there and um, always does an amazing show. Great interviews and in-depth discussions with uh, activists, writers, filmmakers, um, all from a feminist perspective, and that airs on 94.1 FM every Monday afternoon from 1 to 2 p.m., but of course you can access it online at kpfa.org, and just uh, search the archives and you'll find Women's Magazine. I'm really happy to still be a part of them, and uh, hope that they'll, you know, and, and wish everybody well with KPFA and the Pacifica Network. Public Radio. Um, speaking of which, if you'd like to support our radio station, uh, there's a couple different ways you could do it. You could make a donation through a link on our website, mutinyradio.fm. But um, if you would like to make a tax-deductible donation, you may make a donation on behalf of Mutiny Radio or Women's Magazine. If you go to our, um, if you go to mediaalliance.com. O-R-G. They are our fiscal sponsor. So um, they we fall under their 501c3 umbrella. So if you would like to make a donation to Mutiny Radio and have it be tax deductible, just go to uh, mediaalliance.org, click donate, and they ask you, you're like, oh, am I donating to Media Alliance? They're going to ask you um, to make comments. And the important part is that in the comments, you say that this is for Mutiny radio. You can even specify a show if you want to say Women's Magazine, if you want to say Common Thread Collective, or any specific show that you'd like to, to, um, to support. Uh, you can be as specific as you want, um, but do mention that, you're, that you're, this is a donation for Mutiny Radio, and it will support our station and all the things that we're doing and all the things that we want to do and make sure that we're able to still do all these great things and stay streaming around the planet on the internet on mutinyradio.fm. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Uh, there's still a little more time in this hour. So um, I'll be back in a few minutes, but I'm going to play a little more music for you. And again, I want to thank our crew at Emma's Revolution for this really cool album. Um, and maybe just maybe after the break, I'll dig deep 
into my soul and find the strength to talk about the State of the Union Address. We'll see. There's nobody Thanks for tuning in. Well, I want to wish a a very happy birthday to our Poet Laureate of San Francisco, Kim Shuck. It's her birthday today. And um, she will be signing broadsides of some of her poems tomorrow afternoon from 2 to 4 p.m. in the main library on the sixth floor, I believe, in the history section. Um, It's a Valentine's Day broadside I guess I don't know if they're making them or what, but um, you should check out the the um, the library's uh, website, sfpl.org. Um, but yeah, she's going to be signing broadsides at the main library. That's tomorrow, February third, from two to four, and then again, of course, four o'clock. The mayoral forum begins downstairs in the Coretta Auditorium. That ought to be interesting. Um, but let me, let me um, before I get back to politics, let me, um, how about I read a poem from our, and by our poet laureate. Here we go. Mm-hmm. This is called, this is from her book called Sidewalk, Sidewalk Ending. Kim Shuck, Infections and Narratives. Hard to tell if this story is remembered or invented. I'm in no position these days to know, 
Too many hours of poring over blankets and miscellaneous strips of weaving. And how many times can I catch the intended pox? Anyhow, there's that throat tickle of repeated histories, and I confess that I can't pick one of them from the other. Not anymore. Either the threads packed by the years of group delusion, repainted woodwork, and the deep desire for self-justification, for belonging our truth, has stained this flooring, has dried your hems, and if the hum of history before the invasion isn't part of your dream soundtrack yet, then it soon will be. Thank you, Kim Shuck. Yes, it's about opening up our minds, digging deeper into our human story, and uncovering a lot of the hidden truths, um, peeling back some of the lies that we've been told and have been perpetrated for centuries now. So you're the woman, everybody. Um, we're taking it back. Taking it back. Actually, I wrote a poem the other day. I wrote a, a haiku. And here it goes. Derogatory. Pussy, pussy, pussy hat. Take the power back. Anyhow, talking about taking the power back, I ran into a couple of young women who are working on the SF Kids versus Big Tobacco campaign in San Francisco. So uh, San Francisco Kids versus Big Tobacco. You can find their information, sfkidsvsbigtobacco.com. Um, it's a coalition of parents, doctors, health organizations, and community groups working to protect our children and youth from the addictions of candy-flavored tobacco products. In June 2017, the San Francisco Board of Supervisors made a trailblazing, unanimous decision to ban the sale of candy-flavored tobacco products in the city. Many local, statewide, and national organizations supported this legislation, but the tobacco industry, fearing a loss of economic profit, is trying to overthrow our power to decide what's right for our community. On the upcoming June 2018 ballot, the residents of San Francisco will vote to uphold the ban set by the Board of Supervisors. The research and evidence is clear. Flavored tobacco products have a profound adverse impact on public health, resulting in more smoking and subsequently more death and disease from tobacco use. Uh, yeah, so I met the, the young, a uh, couple young women who are running, uh, working on this campaign. Uh, Joyce and Tahara. And so they're going to be coming into Mutiny Radio uh, for Women's Magazine, hopefully sometime in the next month or so, so they can um, expand on that a little bit. But they, they were tabling at an event and she showed me a picture. Um, you know, those candies, Sour Patch Kids, you've seen them. They're like in a bright, 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 bright yellow box uh, with, you know, it's kind of colorful and it's got kind of an amoeba splash color on it. You know, it's, it's, it's a recognizable candy brand. So on their table, they had a box of that candy. And right next to it was a different shaped box um, that looked exactly like it. Same colors, same font, same kind of splashy um, shapes and things on it. And it was candy flavored tobacco. So clearly... Uh, they are marketing to young people. Um, like, honestly, if you just kind of glanced at it, you would think, oh, it's just a box of candy. Um, you know, I remember being, when I was a kid, and you might remember it too, I think they're still around. Um, there's some, you know, retro places where you can get some old ones too. But they'd have those um, 
bubblegum cigarettes. And so you could like look cool by puffing on this, you know, stick of gum essentially. Um, And you could blow out and there would be a little puff of, you know, sugar powder at the end. So it was like, you know, just getting you ready to smoke. Um, So, you know, with this new generation of, you know, vaping and and these uh, flavored, you know, these pens, right? Vape pens and stuff like that. Um, you know, of course it's going to appeal to young people. It's fucking candy and it's bad for you. And that's what young people like. Um, so, you know, any way that you can kind of call out the tobacco industry and, um, try to prevent people from making bad decisions, um, or at least, you know, not enticing them to make worse decisions. Uh, I want to support that here in San Francisco. So look for that on the ballot. Um, the reason it's on the ballot is because big tobacco came in and threw a bunch of money at it, gathered a bunch of signatures, paid people to gather signatures. Um, you know, it's just like the soda tax, the big soda industries came into California and all our cities who are, who've been, who voted on it here in the, in there, um, because it's going to hurt business for them because they care about money. They don't care about public health. Anyhow, that's, that's that. So stay tuned. We'll, we'll talk more about that. But again, SF kids versus big tobacco.com. I'm global Val. Be right back. to Women's Magazine, Mutiny Radio.fm, San Francisco's Mission District. Uh, just a couple more minutes here in this podcast hour before we switch over to the Common Thread Collective, which you're welcome to come and join us for and be a part of the show. But, all right, I said I would do it, and I'm only leaving myself two minutes to do it and talk a little bit about 
the State of the Union address. Um, I didn't want to watch it. I kind of listened to it from the other room. Um, uh, um, <laughs> I know. He just talked forever. Um, it was kind of kind of terrible um very terrible um kind of kind of terrible to have to like listen to him talk for so long it's just ridiculous um but um anyhow you know you know keep your friends close and your enemies closer you gotta tune in and pay attention so i tuned in mostly and paid paid some attention um well let's see you know other than a lot of just you know pomp and circumstance and exploiting people who have been, you know, have like lost people to violence and things, uh, you know, he just kind of demonizes a lot of folks who don't agree with him. Um, and then talked about how we need to make our nuclear arsenal more robust and updated so that, you know, we don't necessarily have to do use it, um, but so that nobody will ever mess with us because we'll have the best nuclear s weapons in the world. I mean, this is like child's play talk, but in very serious terms. Um, apparently there's a, a, some new kind of policies being written where they're trying to kind of redefine when nuclear uh weapons would be used, um, trying to not, in, instead of it just being as a reaction, it's, which is kind of what it's supposed to be, which is mutually assured destruction, mad, which is if somebody strikes with a nuclear weapon, then if, if the other side has one as well, then they can set it off and it, we can mutually bomb each other. Isn't that wonderful? Um, you know, but it's supposed to act as, <laughs> it's, we're not supposed to actually use them. It's supposed to act as a deterrent to say like, hey, we've got this, so don't mess with us because we could come after you. So it's, it's you know, it's this terrible game we've been playing since the 1940s now. Um, and, uh, you know, I obviously am advocating that these um, be totally dismantled and revoked. And uh, the UN actually voted last year to ban nuclear weapons. Um, but of course, the United States did not vote for that, being one of the five or six, quote unquote, nuclear states. So, um, you know, I think that all attempts at war and attempts at keeping people out or uh, discriminating is all from a sense of hate and otherness. So I'm going to read a quick poem. This is for you, Donald. When hate leaves your body, it leaves fighting. Tantrums and fits ensue, dislodging what was placed inside of you and that you somehow held on to. It's an exorcism, a devil thrashing, hissing and spitting, thinking it a 